Mike Tomlin set the stage for Deontay Johnson to address his own questions about about how he responded to Jalen Warren's fumble. And that's kind of set the stage for a lot of people talking about what has Deontay Johnson been like as a teammate for the Steelers this year. We'll discuss the dynamics of that and how that's impacting the Steelers team here in the North Shore Drive podcast, as well as the chances that are still wide open for the Steelers to win the AFC North division, not just squeak into the playoffs. And We'll also talk about the potential impact and return of Minka Fitzpatrick and Montrevious Adams and what it might do for a defense that currently ranks fifth in the NFL in points allowed. All that and more here in the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Let's get into it. You are now listening to the North Shore Drive podcast, a show on all things Pittsburgh sports from the writers of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, hosted by Christopher Carter. Hello, welcome to the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Ray Fittipato. As again, as, as, as again, we're both from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Find all our written work at post-gazette.com. Find all our podcasts on, on Post-Gazette Sports, on your favorite podcasting apps, and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed it. Subscribe to this channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes, as well as our bonus content. Um, we, can, we have daily content that comes out all the time. When it come, whether it comes from our Monday, Wednesday, Friday episodes of the North Shore Drive podcast, our day before the Steelers games where we talk to an opponent expert for the accurate fan advantage, or all of our talk on our Penguins, Pirates, Pitt, Penn State. We have tons of podcasts that come out all throughout the week. And today's episode, as always, is brought to you by Mike's Beer Bar, the best bar in all of Pittsburgh. Go to Mike's Beer Bar today in the North Shore. They're right across the street from PNC Park. They have over 500 different available beers. 300 of those beers are local beers. 80 of those local beers are available on tap, and they switch them out every week so you can get new options every time you go there. And if over 20 televisions to catch whatever sporting events you want, you want to be there for Saturday for all the conference championship games, there's no better place to be. We'll have more on Mike's Beer Bar later. Ray, let's talk about Deontay Johnson because he has been a topic for quite a bit now for the Steelers on Sunday. Everyone talked about the play where Jalen Warren fumbled and it came right after the play that he thought he might've had a touchdown, but he didn't because he, 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 got, he had the ball knocked out of his hands. And again, whether or not that was actually a touchdown is, a, is still a debate that kind of is going into the background here. But what isn't a debate is that he did not give the kind of effort that Mike Tomlin or I think the Steelers want on Jalen Warren's fumble. Now, after the game, he said he didn't see it. I, he said he said I didn't see the ball bouncing. That's why I I didn't react in any way. But you could see, uh, especially on the All Twenty Two film, that he saw the ball getting picked up and run away, and he kind of just waved it off, not not responding to chase it. Meanwhile, Connor Hayward jumps into action, and if Connor Hayward doesn't get 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 down the guy who's returning the ball, that might be a touchdown for the Bengals, and that might be a game the Steelers lose. And so that kind of effort, Mike Tomlin says that he'll let Deontay Johnson. Answer, answer for it seemed like he was kind of putting an onus on like, oh, yeah, he we know that he needs to respond to, to that. Um, but this is now kind of coming on the back end of, you know, a report that he got into, Deontay Johnson got into it with Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, you know, after after the Browns game um, and other questions about, you know, how he's how he's kind of been as the Steelers have been frustrated about their offense. I, I, I have to wonder, are these starting to add up a little too much for Deontay Johnson and his time with the Steelers. Yeah. I mean, it seems like, uh, you know, it's always something with Deontay. Um, you know, it was actually relatively quiet, um, you know, for the first half of the season with him. I know he spent some time on IR, but he actually said all the right things when we were asking him about George Pickens, I think I what was that a week before 
you know, would be three weeks ago now. So um, listen, you, you can't pout. You can't feel sorry for yourself when something uh, goes against you in a game. Um, you have to channel your energy in the right way. And his, the way he channeled his energy was simply to, you know, to sit, stay there and, and feel sorry for himself, which, you know, you can't do. So uh, for a team like the Steelers, Chris, who play in a ton of low scoring games, if, if that fumble return goes for a touchdown, um, you know, Deontay Johnson might be sitting for a game or two, but it didn't. We'll see what the punishment is. I got a feeling it's something. And, uh, you know, we'll go from there. But uh, uh, Mike's words, he has to answer to us, the media, which I'm sure he doesn't care about, but he should and he will care about answering to his teammates. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing here is that he, – because here's the thing. I know people. there's a lot of people that, that that want him benched or want him cut or things like that. Steelers fans going, you know, kind of wanting their pound of flesh for every little thing that happens. But the bottom line is that Deontay Johnson is still a very good player, and he's still a guy – who, when you look at how he's how he how he what he brings to the table, when he's on the field, even if he's not being targeted, defenses have to respect him. And when he's on the field with George Pickens and Pat Frymuth, that's going to open up so many more things for Kenny Pickett in this offense because it kind of puts the defense in a position. Well, if they leave him in one on one coverage, he can cook a, a you know a cornerback with it with his ability to get open. And if Kenny Pickett hits him, that can be a big play. And uh, there were still two big plays that he made in this game uh, where. On a on the deep ball down the sideline, I believe it was like a like a thirty yard catch or so, uh, where he caught he, he had a really good route pin you know pinned to the sideline, but still caught the ball. And then on a third down, all out blitz, Kenny Pickett throws a low pass that really wasn't a good ball, but Deontay Johnson plucks it out of the air mid you know uh, mid mid route and is able to get big yards after that. And that was a huge play to keep a, a drive alive that I think ended in points. So um, you know I, I think. He definitely responded after that in ways that you want, and he's still a player that the Steelers absolutely need this year. Uh, so it's, it's not like you can just throw him to the background. But I do think that there's there's a sense of like, man, like, hey, you're the veteran that's supposed to be leading this yeah. room. You know, George Pickens is he's a second year player. Like they get it. He, he's a very young guy still figuring his way into the NFL. But Deontay Johnson, they need him to be more of a leader than moments like that. Yeah, people ask me all the time, why, why does Mike Tomlin? have different sets of rules for different guys on the team. I mean, it's been brought up this week, you know, what Chooks Okorafor did, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, how was that different from what uh, Deontay Johnson did? And the big difference is the Steelers had Broderick Jones to fill in uh, for Chooks Okorafor. They don't have anyone who's going to be able to fill in for, for Deontay Johnson. Yeah. And Chris, sometimes it's just that simple. It's, um, you know, you, it's whether you're replaceable or not. And right now the Steelers don't have a, a replacement for Deontay Johnson. And that's why the punishment probably isn't what Steelers fans want it to be. No, absolutely. I mean, that's the, that's the other thing about this is that, you know, when, you know, coaches, they want to set, send messages, but like I've covered plenty of teams, especially pit teams when, uh, you know, you, like when a guy has made a mistake, you really don't have the option to replace him with anybody unless you just don't want to have him on the, on the court or on the field. You know, it's 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 something that has happened, uh, you know, with, with teams. And it happens a lot more often than people realize, uh, especially on teams where you just don't have that kind of personnel to address it. And 
in an also in a situation where you know this season isn't lost like i think it would be different if the steelers were like three and ten or whatever you know if they if, right. if this season was was out and away maybe mike Tomlin would be trying to to to, to, to press some lessons upon people but this is this they're, they're seven and four right now they're they're right in the mix they're a game back of the chiefs the dolphins uh, the Jaguars, and if they win this weekend, they're a game back of of, of the Ravens and the in the AFC North division, and that's what we'll talk about in this next in this next segment because I think that is the ultimate message here is that the Steelers are fighting for a division title, and that should not be overlooked. And I think it's a lot more doable than people might realize if they look at their their schedule and the Ravens' schedule and how things could play out in the coming weeks. We'll talk about that here and more on the locked on excuse me on the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. I'm, I'm Chris Carter. He's Ray Fotopato. Stick with us. we got a lot to discuss here. But first, I want to remind you, this show is brought to you by Mike's Beer Bar, the best bar in all of Pittsburgh. Come on down to the North Shore. When you get to Mike's Beer Bar, you can check out one of the one, uh, one, uh, any game that you want on any other 20 televisions, whether it's Steelers games, Penguins games, college football games with conference championship weekend upon us, uh, soccer games, Premier League action, NBA, college basketball. All that can be had on their 20 televisions. You can even reserve a table with a TV specified to the to, to, to the game that you want, no matter how obscure you think that game might be. Also, while you're there, you're trying out one of their 500 different available beers, 300 of those beers being local, 80 of those local beers being available on tap. You can also try to get a flight uh, to try out every option that they have because they keep every week they switch out new beers and switch in new beers so that you can get new options every single time. You can also get amazing meals like their steak on a stone where they can bring out your choice cut of steak brought to you on a heated stone right in front of you. And then every time you cut off a piece, you press it into the stone and and it just it just gets cooked to the wellness that you want your steak done. And with every single bite, it's an awesome time and it's an awesome night. If you're out there at the best bar in Pittsburgh, and that's Mike's Beer Bar. So go on to Mike's Beer Bar. They're right on they're right on Federal Street in the North Shore, across the street from PNC Park. Go into Mike's Beer Bar, get your sports fix, and experience the best bar in Pittsburgh. And when you get there, tell them Chris sent you. Back here on the North Shore Drive podcast, Chris Carter, Ray Fittipato, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, breaking, breaking down the, some Steelers talk here. Ray, let's dig into the potential for the Steelers to win the AFC North because I think for much of this season, a lot of people have looked at the Steelers and said they'll be lucky to be 9-8, and eight, they'll be lucky to be 10-7, and, and they'll be lucky to get a seventh seed because the AFC is so good and the AFC North is so good. But now we've, we've we are now – this will be week what week 13 that they're in and they are right in the thick of things to do a lot more than that it's they're they're seven and four as it stands right now they're they are a game and a half behind the ravens who actually are the one seed in the entire afc right now at nine and three granted the, the ravens bye week is this week so that'll change things as as, as we go forward here um but you look at how things play out if the Steelers handle their business, they play a lot of games here that are not up against elite opponents here. They, they've already beaten the Bengals with Jake Browning on the road. They get them again at some point. But the next two games here, they're against teams with 9 and 10 losses. The Cardinals at home, the Patriots at home, um, the Colts on the road. The Colts, I think, will be a, a more difficult contest because they are a tougher team. Um, then people, I think, get, you know, realize with their ability to play defense and run the ball, and that could be a, a very much a dogfight. But 
Cardinals, the Patriots, the Colts, the mm-hmm. Bengals again at home. The Seahawks haven't been a really good team. Uh, and then you end the game at Baltimore. This game, this division really could come down to these two teams playing in week 18 in Baltimore. And uh, that's a place where the Steelers, they've uh, they've been able to get some big wins, including last year when Kenny Pickett led a game-winning drive. Yeah, I mean, Chris, it's, it's right there in front of them, really, especially when you consider the Ravens schedule, which I know we'll go over here mm-hmm. um, in a minute. The, the Ravens have a much more difficult schedule down the stretch than the Steelers do. So for the Steelers, yeah, you got to take care of business. You cannot have any of those head-scratching losses that the Steelers seem to have under Mike Tomlin um, every so often. You know, losing, what was it, 2014, they lost to Tampa Bay at home in, in Mike Glennon. I mean, you you can't have those types of losses. So you got to beat the Cardinals on Sunday. You got to beat the Patriots. And uh, you got to beat the Bengals. And, the, you know, the Colts and the Seahawks, two games on the road. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, Chris, had a thumb surgery yesterday. He's out for yep. – two to three weeks. So they might not even have their best offensive player when the Steelers go there in, in three weeks. So, you know, talk about, uh, you know, things setting up well for the Steelers. I don't know how that's going to play out, but certainly the next two games with a couple of really bad teams on the docket, you got to get it done there. Absolutely. And, and here's the thing, the Steelers, if they were to win out leading up to the Ravens game and the Ravens were to win out, it would still come down to that game. And if the Steelers won that game against the Ravens, that that would that they they would tie the Ravens' record, and they would and they and then they would get the they would win the division there because they'd have the, the edge the edge in that situation. So they they still control their own destiny to win this division. And but let's say they don't win out, if they drop a game or two before Baltimore, the Ravens have to play the Rams this week. The Rams. Uh, and the Ravens are coming off. Uh, oh, excuse me, not net this week. The week after this, because the Ravens are on a bye. Right. They, they come back. They play the Rams at home. That's a game that they should win. But the, I, I will say the Rams have been playing better uh, recently. But that's still a game I think I would I would pick the Ravens to win. But their last their three games before the Steelers are where it gets very interesting because they're they're at, they have a night game on the road at the Jaguars. The Jaguars a very good team. The Steelers have, have lost to them. The Jaguars just beat the Texans in impressive fashion. I think that there's there's something to be said there. Then they're at the San Francisco 49ers, another night game, Christmas night, and it's going to be on the West Coast. That's a tough game to win. And then you come back on New Year's Eve, the very next week, and you play the Miami Dolphins. And that's going to that's gonna be a tough game. So you got three straight division leaders that, they, that they'd be facing. If they came out of that two and one, that would give the – if they came out of that stretch two and one, they beat the Rams, that would still give the Steelers a chance to at least lose one of, their, one of these next five games that they, that they have on their schedule – and then right. still have a chance to, to win the division with their game at the end of the season. But if, say, they lose two games there, it's going to change the dynamics entirely. The Steelers could put themselves in a position where maybe with tiebreakers, if they could, be, if they could beat the Bengals um, you know, in, in that stretch there and, and, and win all their games leading up to Baltimore, they could have a chance to clinch the division before that game if the Ravens don't handle their business against some very good teams. So it, it's why I'm saying I think the Steelers – you know, a lot of people, if you remember, Ray, a lot of people were complaining, oh, these wins aren't sustainable early in the season. These are terrible wins. They, they, we, you shouldn't be celebrating the wins the way they beat the Browns in week two, the Raiders in week three, the the, the, the Ravens in week five, the Rams in, in, in week seven. All the, the, you know, all these wins, they should. But here they are with seven and four. And if they handle their business against these weaker opponents in this part of the schedule, 
it won't matter how they got those wins. They will have a double-digit win record and be right in position to host a playoff game in Pittsburgh. How crazy would it be? You didn't mention this scenario. How about if they have a game lead on the Ravens going into there Mm. in Baltimore and they lose? Then it could come back down to, like, conference record or, yeah, all kinds of crazy tiebreakers going down the list of, uh, you know, two, three, four, five after head-to-head and in division record. So, um, yeah, it, it could be a crazy final final game of the season in Baltimore, that's for sure. Yeah, in fact, let's, let's, let's look at that real quick here. So I believe the tiebreakers would go in the division, in the conference, and then common opponents. So in the division, right now, the Steelers are three and one. Right. If they were to beat the Bengals, they'd be four and one. But that, but but you're right. If the if the Ravens won that game, they would then go to four. They, they would then advance to four and two in the division. The Steelers would drop to four and two, so that would be moot, and they would have split their season their season series, so that would go out the door. So then we right. go to conference conference records. The eight, the Ravens right now are six and three. They have two more conference games before the Steelers against the Jaguars and the Dolphins. If the Steelers were ahead by a game, I'd imagine they'd lose one, lose lose one of those games. So let's say they're what seven and four in the conference. The Steelers right now in the conference are five and three. If they were to beat the Patriots, beat the Colts, and beat the Bengals, that would advance the advance them to eight and three. So they're if they handle their their business against the AFC opponents. Yeah. And maybe they, they, if they lose a game and the Ravens lose multiple games, one of those games could be the seat the Seahawks there. Yeah. And they 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 should not lose to the Cardinals. That would be a terrible loss if they lose the Cardinals this weekend. And I'm not saying that that's entirely out of the realm of possibility because we know how the NFL works. But I think that the AFC the their AFC record should they beat the Patriots, the Colts, and the Bengals in three straight, straight weeks there that would that could give them the edge to hold the tiebreaker there. But if you're you're right. If you're the Steelers, you do not want to leave that to chance. You want to you want to make sure that you finish strong. You want, and here's the other thing: say say they win out all those games and they do have that game lead on, on the Ravens, they have a chance with winning that last game at the end of the season to get a 13 win record. And then you're not just looking at the division; you're looking at seeding in the playoffs because if they win 13 games, that means they lost. They would have again. And I'm not saying they're going to win all, all the way out, but we're exploring the possibilities here with the weak teams that are, that are in front of their schedule. If they were to win games at this and they finish with just four losses, that would put that, that would that would mean that would mean that I think that'd give them a good chance to be right there in the one seed race as the Chiefs have three losses, the Jaguars have three losses, and the Dolphins have have three losses. Yeah. So that would give them a shot at a one seed if if either any of those teams dropped a, a game or two in their final five weeks. Um, and you know, we're looking at the Steelers, not just hosting a playoff seed, but hosting a pretty good playoff seed, maybe getting a, getting a chance to play a seventh seed here in, in, in Pittsburgh. So again, we're getting way far ahead of ourselves, but the point we are making is that if you're a Steelers fan and you've been thinking about, man, just, just making it into the back end of the playoffs and playing up and getting crushed by the chiefs in the first round, that that's the best hope. I think you need to widen your scope here because, they have the potential, real potential, not just a lot of hopium, but real potential to handle their business and set themselves up for a chance to to be in a great spot, the best spot that maybe they've been to make the play to, to host a playoff game since even 2017 when they lost to the Jaguars. Yeah, absolutely. It, it should be a fun final six weeks of the season, Chris. I don't know if 
People were expecting this back in August, but it's here now. You might as well enjoy it. I mean, the Steelers always are in contention, but it seems like this year they might be in contention for more than uh, what a lot of people thought they would be a couple of months ago. I agree. They're certainly they're certainly a different position. We want to talk about the Steelers' defense a little bit too. We've we spent a lot of time talking about the Steelers' offense, but sneakily, Steelers' defense is top five in scoring and in, in, in points allowed in the NFL. They're top three in turnovers created in the NFL, and that has painted a, a strong picture of they've been able to put it together and all of that with a lot of injuries, and they might be getting some key injured players back this week. All, we'll talk about that on the North Shore Drive podcast on the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. On the other side of this break here, Chris Carter, Ray Fittipato, stick with us. But first, I want to remind you, this show is also brought to you by Savinas, Kane, and Gallucci. They're mesothelioma and asbestos lawyers. With over 85 years of experience, call them now for a free consultation at Savinas, Kane, and Gallucci. We're also brought to you by GameTime.co, where buying your tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. GameTime is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. If you've ever had to buy tickets for an event but weren't comfortable with how much you were paying because you weren't sure about how good the seats were, that's the that kind of stuff happens to me all the time whenever I'm running running late to an event or I just didn't buy my tickets and I'm trying to find the best deal at the, at the last minute. But that's where game time is at its best if it's, it's a game time is an app you can download download right to your phone and then you can look at the seat the seats the seating arrangement and the view from the seats on on your own phone to book tickets and get the best prices and and when you're looking at it you're getting you're always getting the best prices game time is so confident that you're getting the best price for, for, for the event that you're going to that they will that they promise you that if you find uh the, find tickets in the same section and row for less somewhere else game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference and in, and again game time helps you book tickets up to the last second even up to an hour after the event has started don't go for the scalpers on the street Go for Game Time, an app you can have right on your phone, or GameTime.co for for a website that you can go on your computer. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PITTPIT for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Or go to the website GameTime.co. Term conditions apply. Create an account and redeem code PITTPIT for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're back here in the North Shore Drive podcast, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, Chris Carter, Ray Fittipato. Let's keep this rolling here. Let's talk about the Steelers' defense. First, Mike Tomlin said you know, the light is very much on for, uh, for Montrevious Adams and especially Minka Fitzpatrick, both who have missed quite a lot of time here recently. I think they both missed a full month now of football, if, I, if, I, if I'm correct there, Ray. And I, last week there was a chance, but it seems like this week there's a <laughs> good chance for the, for the Steelers to get both of these guys back. What would getting them back do for this defense, Ray? Because the safety position hasn't been as big of a problem, but it also hasn't been the game-changing position that it normally is under Mika Fitzpatrick. Though I will say Trenton Thompson's interception was very game-changing against the Bears. Yeah, yeah I mean, listen, Trenton Thompson, um, since he's been elevated from the practice squad, he's done a really good job. But, I mean, they're basically playing with two backup safeties because Keanu Neal um, mm-hmm. has, has been out too. He, he remains on injured reserve. So there's no doubt you get a playmaker like Minka Fitzpatrick back. Um, you know, it, it's going to help your defense, um, you know, really two or threefold because they, they could so they could do so much when, when Minka um, is in the lineup. Um, now you, you want to be careful too, though, Chris, because you don't want to get him into a situation with a soft tissue injury like you have with Pat Fryermuth, where you get, you get a setback and you try to come back too early. So, I'm kind of thinking about what they did with with Cam Hayward. You know, they brought Cam Hayward back 
on a Thursday, and then you had the long break until the next game. So if they're not 100% sure that Minka's ready on Sunday, maybe you just hold him to the Patriots game, you let him play, and then you have that 10 days off before your next game. Um, we're just speculating here. We'll know much more by Friday, but uh, certainly is good news that Minka is at least going to go out and practice on Wednesday, and we'll see if he's limited or we'll see if he's full. That's definitely a big part. A big part of it, that too, is how he handles practice this week. But I think this is very much a testament to Terrell Austin as a defensive coordinator. A lot of people have come and kind of come at him this year because the Steelers have had, you know, they've they've let up some big plays this year, and there's been some moments that haven't been great for the Steelers' defense. But despite letting up those those big plays, the Steelers' defense, I, I think, is is the part of the team that's keeping the Steelers in this in in this in this season. And when the offense has struggled, the defense is fine. I mean, even in this past game where, you know, everyone's excited because the offense got 400 yards, they still only scored four, uh, scored 16 points. The reason why that's a good performance is because the Steelers is holding the team to 10 points. And some people say, oh, well, it's a backup quarterback. You know how many backup quarterbacks have have, have led some bigger performances? Look at the, what the Browns have done with P.J. Walker. Look at what the Colts have done with Gardner Minshew. There's been 30-point games against some teams and against some of the AFC North teams. The Ravens and the Browns themselves have given up big points to backup quarterbacks this this year so for the Steelers to handle their business on defense I think that they deserve a lot more credit for that and um, that's something that I think really carries over and again this is a defense that not only has Minka Fitzpatrick been out for a month Cam Hayward missed the first like half of the season they've yeah. dealt with a lot of different injuries both their line to their, their two top linebackers were are, are out for the season um, and they have yet to play one whole game right with 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 T.J. Watt Cam Hayward, Minka Fitzpatrick healthy from start to finish. If you had told me that that was the case at the start of the season, I would have said this season was this season was in jeopardy of being a being a wash because man, that with the the Steelers defense is supposed to go by the way of TJ Watt being dominant on the edge, Cam Hayward leading up the middle and being the, being the soul charger the soul charger of the the the, the Steelers spirit, and then. Minka Fitzpatrick creating turnovers on the back end. Minka Fitzpatrick hasn't even had an interception in the games that he has played. He's been too busy making tackles at different spots all over the field. And yet this defense is playing very well in playing winning football. I think that says a lot to the structure of the defense and how they've worked together throughout the season. Yeah, you're right. Listen, TJ has, has been there all season long. We know that. But, you know, look, look at Hayward since he's come back. I think he was – it took him some time to, to get back um, to, to where he felt like his normal self, but he was a big part of that run defense effort against uh, the Bengals. I mean, you limit them to 25 yards on the ground. You basically put the, the game in the hands of, of Jake Browning and he, he couldn't, he couldn't win it. So um, if, if you smash the the run the way they want to smash the run um, and Hayward coming back certainly helps that. And then you put a playmaker like Minka in, when quarterbacks are facing third and 10, third and 15, then those turnovers are going to come. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we'll see if it happens this week, but um, eventually when they do hit, get him back, he's going to bring a different dynamic to that defense, and they're going to be better for it. I think so. And one thing I think the Steelers have also done really well, because Minka Fitzpatrick, one of his biggest things that he does that Steelers fans don't realize is his level of communication keeps so many people in line. And uh, I forget which game it was. Might have been the Jaguars game, because that was the first game he got hurt. Or, or it might have been the game after that, like against the Packers or the Titans. But 
the Steelers talked about the the emphasis of Devontae KZ needing to take on more of that role once Minka Fitzpatrick is out to get everyone on the same page. And part of that communication aspect is being able to disguise a coverage one way, like lining up and saying, hey, it looks like we're in man. It looks like we're in cover two. It looks like we're in this. And then switching at the, at the snap of the football and being able to do that to a detailed effort that allows you to go into your that, that, that disguised look without exposing anything that's wide open uh, for, for, the, for the offense to hit and make it an easy, easy play. That takes a lot of effort and coordination and practice and, and understanding of both concepts, both the one that you're faking and the one that you're disguising to be that, that, that is actually what you're trying to do. And you've seen the Steelers in the secondary and up front. You've seen them be able to pull that off. And that's exactly what Trenton Thompson's uh, interception was a result of. Joey Porter Jr. was pressing up on Jamar Chase and then backed off a ways. And so Jake Browning said, oh, wow, they're giving him all that cushion. I'm going to throw it here. But Trenton Thompson came from the inside and said, no, 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 no. I'm playing the flat. Thank you for throwing me that interception there. The fact that they're able to do that without Minka Fitzpatrick shows real growth on this defense that had a lot, it's had practice squatters, newcomers, rookies, a lot of guys f- filling in in different spots uh, to, 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 to hold on, hold down the fort. Now you have Minka Fitzpatrick back to not only be that, but now I think Minka Fitzpatrick, whereas early in the season, he was trying to help build that. He was trying to help build that chemistry. And that might've been why he's, he couldn't focus as much on creating more interceptions, but yeah. now he can maybe with him being back, he might be able to focus on that more. Ray, do you see Minka Fitzpatrick maybe coming back in and getting some more of those interceptions that Steelers fans have come to know him to create uh, throughout his, I think what he said, been a, been a two or three time all pro or now? Yeah, three time, three time first team all pro. So, uh, yeah, listen, when, when you're in the NFL, Chris, everyone's got talent. It's the small details that, that make the player. And we know what Minka does in film study, how hard he works. And this is nothing against Trenton Thompson, but. If you put Minka in that position, that's a pick six going the other way. That's just not an interception. And that's the small difference um, when you're talking about an all-pro and a guy like Trenton Thompson. So Thompson's done great. Um, you know, he made a big play for the Bengals, but we're just talking about that little bit of extra juice, um, uh, that big playability that Minka Fitzpatrick brings. That's the type of he, uh, player he is, and that's the type of player the Steelers' defense needs um, you know, to get over the top and to really be a true serious contender in the AFC. Absolutely. He's Ray Fittipato. I'm Chris Carter. Find all our written work at the post Pittsburgh post Gazette at post-gazette.com. When you go there, you'll find all, you find all our stuff. In fact, we're going to practice right after we record this for Wednesday. So we'll see how, just how available make Fitzpatrick is. We'll see the Steelers and, and, uh, and what, and what they're looking like. We'll also see what does Deontay Johnson say? Now that he'll have a chance to speak to us after Mike Tomlin's comments about, about the play on Jalen Warren's fumble. So all that and more, find the written work at post-gazette.com. Find our podcasts like the North Shore Drive podcast here on your favorite podcasting app. Just search post-gazette sports or find us on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to this channel to get all of our all of our daily content because we have all the sports that we, get, that, we, that we cover here at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette talked about on this channel. And especially the Steelers on the North Shore Drive podcast every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and the day before the game with the Accrature Fan Advantage. Stay tuned with us. We got a lot more coming out this week. Brian Batko will be on with us Friday as we get get you ready for for the for the Steelers get big big game this weekend against the Cardinals. See if they can hold 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 it down at home. And we'll have an opponent expert talking with you on Saturday. All that and more here on the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. If you watch this video on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our channel. For all the sports coverage from the Post-Gazette that we have to offer, visit post-gazette.com.